This is Learn As You Grow, and in this episode, we're talking about how to have an open line of communication with your kids about sexual abuse. You don't want to miss it. Hey, listen, I have spent most of my existence sleepwalking through life as if it was all just happening to me. But that has all since changed now as I am committed to learning all I can about how life is actually happening for me. So join me as I learn, share, and apply the things I'm learning as I grow so that you can too. I'm Pat Phelps, and welcome to the Learn As You Grow podcast. All right, on today's episode of Learn As You Grow, we are going to be talking about avoiding sexual abuse for your children. So if you listened to my previous episode, I grew up in a um, an environment where it was very, it was a lot of older cousins sexually abusing slash molesting me a lot. So it happened for years and years. I never told anyone. I kept it to myself. I remember my mom asking me, I was probably four years old. She asked me about, you know, has anybody ever done anything or messed with you? And I just straight up told her no. You know, I I was a little kid. I didn't necessarily want to lie. But at the same time, I didn't want anyone to get in trouble because on the other side of things, I was very afraid that I would get punished for, you know, some of the stuff that was happening to me. So I didn't understand, right, as a kid, you know. And anyways, like I said, it happened for years and years. And as time went on, you know, it it started becoming more of a secret because I never said anything. And so this kind of stuff happening behind the scenes began to grow into something that was uh, a big, massive issue and a big void, a huge void in my life, basically. Because I basically now I'm living a double life as a little kid. And here I am, you know, going to school, pretending like nothing's going on, going to church even, pretending like nothing's going on, you know, going from my dad's house to my mom's house, pretending like nothing's going on going to my cousins and my my grandparents' house, all these different places, pretending like nothing's going on, right? And I just have this huge buildup of darkness, is what I call it, inside of me as a little kid. And, uh, you know, once I got a little older, uh, it started getting even worse. Not so much the just the sexual abuse side of it, but, you know, I would I was very dark inside of my spirit, I guess you'd say, where, you know, all I wanted to do was watch scary movies, and it had to be scary movies with nudity in it, and it had to be scary movies that, you know, the scariest thing I could possibly find, it wasn't doing it for me, and I was, you know, I'm doing that at like 9, 10, 11 years old. Uh, I watched my older cousin, he's like, almost my dad's age, so when I say cousin, it's more of like an uncle. You know, I would watch him video chat with people, these women, right in the kitchen where the screen was facing towards me, so his back was to me, and just glancing over there, just seeing naked women on the the, uh, live chat, because they used to have chat rooms back then. And uh, so, anyways, that's the kind of environment I was living in. And... I don't know if anyone really 
didn't know what was going on or if they just didn't want to deal with it or they just wanted to avoid it and pretend like, you know, it nothing was happening. But anyways, it was a, it was a secret. It was my secret. Uh, it was my cousin's secret and all these other people that were involved. Nobody was saying anything, you know, and if I had to put a number on how many people was involved, it was probably at least 10 different people. So anyways, this is a struggle growing up because I learned to live with it and I learned it, it was normal. It learned to be the norm or I, I guess it became the norm. Sorry. And so whenever I became, you know, 11, 12 years old, now I'm, I'm the, I start becoming the older cousin because guess what? All of this stuff is happening not only to me, but it's happening like in this weird family circle, like this whole incest type thing going on. And it's, I know it's disgusting, but then I start becoming the older cousin that's abusing other cousins that are younger than me. And so now it's like, I'm no longer the victim. I'm starting to create victims, I guess. I'm starting to create this life of, anyways, I'm headed on a path where, you know, I could be a lifetime sexual offender. I could be whatever, you know, wherever that path leads, if it, if it were to keep going, I would have been, you know, you know, use your imagination. I could have, I don't know. I, I don't like to think that I would, but it could have gone very far because I was keeping that inside. But luckily, and I'm really thankful for this, but at 12 years old, I, I got caught and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I got found out. Someone told on me. It, it all came out. And I didn't hold nothing back whenever I, I the questions were asked this time. As a little kid, my mom, I remember her asking me, uh, I was probably four years old. She asked me if anybody had ever done anything to me. I told her no. But nobody ever really asked after that. And I guess I was protecting people because I didn't want anybody to get in trouble and I didn't want to get in trouble and it was like a whole thing of not wanting to be punished, right? So I kept it all in. But once I got found out, you know, it kind of all went out. It, it was like I have nothing to lose anyways by the time it all came out because my cousin, um, I talked about it before in previous episode, but one of my cousins went and told the principal at school that I was raping people, and which wasn't true, but it the way it came out was there was no hiding it, and it he told it worse than it was, which actually helped me be able to tell the truth, if that makes sense. So I didn't hold nothing back. Any question that was asked, I answered it. Uh, obviously, when the school gets involved, it's police and CPS and all these other facility, you know, companies are getting involved. And anyways, my cousin went and told everyone. So the cat was out of the bag, which is weird because he was doing it too. Uh, but anyways, that's another story for another day. But he told everyone, he told my friends, he told the teachers, he told the principal, he told my family members that were at school. He told my friends that were at school in my grade. He wasn't even in my grade. And he's going to my grade telling people about it. And it was just like very, very humiliating and honestly humbling. Because it really knocked me down. 
but it allowed that whole other life that I had created to come out. And um, so I was able to talk about it. I let everything go. Um, I stopped. You know, I got away from scary movies because I realized, man, it's really taking a toll on my, you know, my mind because nothing was phasing me. I was becoming numb to to things that were just sickening, dark, and just wicked. And uh, I was definitely going down the trail that could have landed me in prison for the rest of my life or, you know, somebody um, hurt or dead or I don't really know. But a lot of scary stuff that I was headed towards. And I'm glad that I got, that it all came out at 12 or 13 or whatever I was. I was right around 12 or 13. And uh, so that's kind of my background for this. I wanted to tell you all that because now my kids are at the age that I was whenever I, whenever all that started happening to me. So um, you know, there's obvious, there's some obvious things that I do different. Like I'm not letting them stay at their cousin's house. I'm not, you know, I'm, there's only one pe- person we let them stay with really is the grandparents house. Um, but if there's like a bunch of cousins over, it's, you know, it's not happening. Um, I have an open door policy for in the house. So whenever they have friends over, the door's got to stay open. Um, they go to the bathroom by themselves. None of, you know, people, other kids aren't going to the bathroom with them, things like that. Um, but one thing I do that my par- I wish my parents would have done for me was really just talk to me about that kind of stuff as a young age. But I guess parents think that their kids are so young, they can't handle hearing that kind of stuff. They can't handle talking about that kind of stuff you know, whatever the case may be, parents seem to think that kids are naive, more naive than they are. Parents seem to, I've noticed this across the board, parents seem to think that their kids are incapable, are incapable of doing things for themselves and taking care of themselves, even at a young age. Like, for example, um, I watched, you know, a family member baby their child and, you know, doing everything for them, putting their shoes on to everything to zip in their jacket. Right. Which is fine. At a, as a baby, obviously you got to help them out a little bit, but now this baby is 10 years old asking for help to zip her jacket. It's like, no, like you need to be able to do that. Like, and as a parent, like you're only enabling them to, you know, not be able to take care of themselves at all. And then once that baby becomes an adult, what are you going to do? So anyways, I am very much along the lines of, I let my kids go as far as they can. I'll even let them make a mistake. I'll let them, uh, I'll let them try and fail and fail. And I actually praise them for trying and failing. Like, it's not a big deal that you failed. It's okay. And I will let them go and go and you know whenever they ask for help I might give them some help I might give them some direction I might you know but I'm not always going to just do it for them so that's a huge thing for when it comes to the sexual abuse side of things being able to allow your kid believe in your kids that first of all they're not as naive as you think I learned about all this stuff whenever I was four years old right I learned about sex in school whenever I was in the first grade like this stuff is out and, and kids are hearing stuff, you know, I got, 
another family member, they think, you know, their kid's like 11, and they think that, they honestly believe that she's never heard any curse words. And it's like, dude, that's so naive to think that. Like, oh, she doesn't know those words. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I get you don't want them to be around it, but if you just pretend like they're not ever going to hear them, and they don't know what you're talking about when you mention curse words or you're talking about people who are saying curse words around them or whatever, like that's just naive and it's wrong because you are hindering and hurting your child. Anyways, rant over, but you want to have, you want to be able to have an open communication with your kid, right? So a lot of times I'll have my daughter, um, I'll sit her down and I'll be like, look, you know, nobody's ever allowed to touch any of your private parts or anything like that. And if they do, I want you to always be able to tell me. And so I'll tell them that. And, you know, just having that open communication and kind of training as a young, as a, as a young kid, like it kind of helps them understand that that's wrong. Right. Cause nobody ever really mentioned that to me whenever I was a kid. So I didn't really know that it was wrong. It just kind of became normal. And then once I realized it was wrong, it was like, okay, obviously people don't need to know about this. And anyways, it just became this huge thing. Um, and I don't want that for my kids and I don't want that for your kids if you're listening. So please take my advice. Um, you're not doing your kid any favors by letting them, um, by, I mean, by helping them and, and pretending like they, they don't know anything. Right. Um, kids learn so fast. They pick up on things so fast. They, they watch you and pick up on things. They hear things, they see things, they, they learn things outside of your home. You got to think they're at school with other kids who are being raised by parents who are not doing the same things you're doing. And, you know, there might be some bad stuff involved there. There might be, um, you know, there might be kids who got held back. So you got, you know, your first grader, you know, is in the same class with, you know, kids that are two or three years older than them sometimes. And those kids want to feel validated by being the cool kids who know things that other kids don't know. So then they want to teach your kid things that you don't want them knowing. So get ahead of that, right? Get ahead of that. And you teach the kid the things that are hard to teach that that you don't want them knowing. You go ahead and teach them the way that you want them to know it. Right. So obviously there's a commercial I just thought about. <clears throat> it's a uh, it's a do not smoke commercial. Right. It's like that you hit, you see the parent like you don't need to be smoking. And anytime someone asks you to smoke, I want you to always be able to say no. And you can always come talk to me. And then the camera flips and it's a baby in a high chair and the parents talking to the baby in the high chair. <laughs> so you want to get ahead of it. Right. You want to be able to mold your children in the way that they should go. And that's even from the Bible, like train up your child in the way that they should go. And you don't want the world training them. And then you try to fix what the world has trained them because, and this is true in business, right? The people who are the first out with the idea have the biggest influence on the market. So if, and that's true with your kids, if, if you're the first one to um if you're the first one to have that influence over their life in a certain area then you'll have 
then you'll have the biggest influence in the future whenever it's time for somebody else to come to them and say this, this, and this, this, that, and the third, and all this. Well, guess what? You have that influence already. You have the you have the um, head start, I should say. So that's huge, guys. Keep an open communication with your kids. Um, and always, always let them know that it's okay to talk about that stuff that's hard to talk about. Don't ever make them feel like they're a monster or they're, you know, wrong or that they are, you know, they shouldn't feel the way that they feel. Like the biggest tip I could give you right now is always try to make your kids feel understood. No matter what it is, it doesn't have to be about sexual abuse. Try to make them feel understood because if they feel understood, then they will always have, um, they'll always feel comfortable coming to speak to talk to you about hard things. And um, I've messed up a few times. I noticed my daughter, sometimes they're kind of, they'd rather go talk to their mom than dad. And I, when I see that, I'm like, man, I must have, I must have somewhere along the lines made them feel like they can't talk to me. And uh, so I'm learning too, guys. So this is learn as you grow, right? And uh, when I make mistakes, I want to, I want to let it out and let you guys know about it so you can learn from mine. But the biggest thing, guys, always keep an eye on your kids and always, always, always make sure that you get the head start on their influence. Uh, because if you don't, somebody else will. And sometimes it's hard to come back from that. Right. So that's it for today. I hope I helped somebody with uh, my story and some of the stuff I shared. If you got any questions, let me know. Uh, I'm happy to help. My Facebook, uh, my name on Facebook is Pat Phelps. Instagram is the Pat Phelps. Uh, look me up, send me a message if you want, and I'd be happy to uh, chat. So yeah, I hope you guys have a good one, and hopefully by the next episode it won't won't be as uh, big of a gap as the last one.